Greetings, astro darlings, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am here recording this in lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. And today is Sunday, the 12th of November in the year 2023. My, how the year is flying. And we have about seven weeks left to the year, six or seven weeks left to the year before we start 2024. So um, a few announcements and some housekeeping. Number one, my creation immersion is starting this Tuesday, the 14th, if you're interested in being part of that, uh, contact me. I'm Deb at DebMcBride.com or info at TheGoldenAstrologer.com and I can send you the link for that to pay and register. And we're going to be doing all sorts of stuff, helping people get to their vision and presenting it to the world, creating. And that's what we do like on social media now, like we're creators. And, you know, for me, that's, that's work. That's part of my work is being a creator on, you know, these platforms and doing this podcast. This is creativity. And, um, you know, a lot of times we don't see, oh, they just post it on Instagram. They're hanging on Instagram. That's work. That's work. That's some of the things we have to do to keep the business going and to keep our ideas fresh and putting things out and stuff like that. So this is where we, um, in this new creation immersion, this is where we go over that with you and I help you learn how to present your offer, define what the offer is, and bring it to the world and bring your vision to the world and get people to participate in so that you can present and teach something. So that's going on. This is going to start Tuesday. It's 3-3-3. It's four sessions at least, two this week and two next week. And if you are interested, please let me know. And then there's some housekeeping. So something that has been coming across my email and through my desk and everything lately and is, a, is an issue every now and again, and I need to address it, I feel, is that when an astrologer is going to work with you on your astrological chart, on your chart, and you are going to book a session with them, any astrologer worth their salt has to look at that chart and spend time with it, right? Obviously. This is what we do. However, when we're doing that, we need time with your chart. We need to sit with it. We need to feel into it. We need to connect with it. And that's what we do when we're reviewing the chart. That's no matter how many years I've been doing this my whole life, right? I've been seeing clients for over 35 years. I've been working with clients one-to-one, -one, doing their chart, and there's a time between the time you give me your birth data and the time that we meet. And we sit and we go over that. The thing that escapes me is that when people want immediate sessions and I have put on my website and I've said this before and I've said it a lot I don't do same day sessions and no astrologer for the most part the astrologers I know do not do same day sessions and I don't understand this immediate need for an astrology session. Okay, well, what about today no I have to sit with your chart if you want a really good session I need to spend time with that. And that means I have to, you want me to drop what I'm doing, I'm already in my day, and give you a reading, and I'm not spending any real quality time with your chart. That's not good for you, and it's certainly not good for any astrologer. So I want to remind people that this is something really important that we do. We read charts based on, we do all sorts of research before we meet with you. 
And it's not, when you pay for a session, when you have a session, we've done all the work before you have met with us, okay? Before you're going to sit down with us, we know everything about that chart. And it's important for me to say this because, you know, in the old days, before I had acuity scheduling, sometimes people just thought that they could cancel, you know, the day of the session. And I would say to them, you know, it's 24 hours, and they wouldn't care, and then they wouldn't come, and then they wouldn't pay, and then they, but I've done all the work. Before the session, I have done all the work, and then we meet. So my work isn't limited to, you know, you and me in the session. My work is us together and the time that I have spent prior to meeting with you. So this is why there's a rule of no same-day sessions. It's not to be snarky. It's to be, you know, presentable. It's for me to help you gain the most out of your astrological session. So I would think everyone wants that. So if you're going to schedule a session with me or any other astrologer, do not ask them for a same-day session. They're not oral surgeons. They're not a cardiologist. Nothing is that urgent. They have to do it today. And back, in, again, in the old days, um, when people just called me for a session and they wanted something today, Half the time they were in a state of panic about something. And then if you said, oh, okay, I'll do it today. And you sit there and they get, and then they call you and say, no, I don't, I don't need the session. They cancel. And anybody, and that, you know, I worked in a recording studio back in my 20s and the same thing applied. I need a session right now. Well, okay, let me find you an engineer. <laughs> and, and, um, and then they cancel. So no, 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 no. Um, we don't like to do that because we want to give you the best possible experience of your astrological chart, and that involves our time studying it. So I'm sorry to take so much time of the podcast to do this, but it's, I think that it's necessary for people to hear that, and because I've been getting people asking me for that, and it's really important for people to understand that we're not just being difficult. We're protecting our energy, first of all, because it breaks up our day if we have to do it immediately. And it doesn't, it doesn't res resonate enough with us with your chart. We need to do that peacefully before we meet you. So that's my piece on that. So here we are on the verge of a new moon, which means we are in the dark of the moon. And that's always, this is the darkest part before the new moon. And then after the new moon is when the light starts to come back and the moon starts to show itself in the sky sliver by sliver during the course of the week we have a new moon tomorrow at 20 degrees of scorpio which means we are two-thirds of the way through the sign of scorpio and that new moon occurs at 4 27 a.m eastern time half an hour later the the moon in scorpio opposes uranus in taurus and then the moon conjuncts Mars a couple hours later in Scorpio. So remember what we had yesterday. We had the moon and the sun getting close um, to one another, but in the dark of the moon, but at the same time, Mars and Uranus were in opposition. And that is a very heated, volatile aspect. Now, it could be an aspect of unexpected goodies <laughs> but you have to be in a place for that and you have to your perspective has to be oh this could be really you know great potential and what happens is um it's you know that's a heated 
heated aspect and we have to be aware of it in our dealings and as if you listened to me the other day and you can still hear my voice is a little off um, when I did my podcast on Wednesday I talked about this aspect and the fact is that we need to watch our reactions to Mars and Uranus because they're inflammatory and Mars is all about you know initiation and lighting the fire and being the warrior and unfortunately you know it we get our we get hot headed during a Mars transit, and but we don't have to. Okay, we have to watch the reaction and the hot headedness, and it's important for people to be very aware of their reactions and their anger and their heated even your passions and don't get carried away with it because Uranus can make things kind of explosive so we're still in the heat of that aspect that is going to be part of tomorrow's new moon so the new moon opposite Uranus can bring us something really powerful profound and life-changing in the moments that that we are using this energy wisely and for some sort of productivity and it can spark you with incredible ideas incredible innovation we and remember what i said the other day and i also sent out a mailing last night aim for a breakthrough aim for a breakthrough and work with yourself to see where the areas of your life are that you need a, that breakthrough. If you know your chart, you know that Scorpio is in one house and Taurus is in another house and they are opposite one another. And those regions of your chart are where these activities and events are going to light up. Okay, so we're going to light up the Taurus and Scorpio areas of the chart of each of our charts and what does that look like you know Taurus is where we've been doing the long-term work with Uranus for several years now since like 2018 and it's going to continue for another couple of years and so when it gets triggered by things in Scorpio we are asked to look at those regions and see where where it's coming from so Scorpio is a very resilient sign. It's where we have stamina. It's where we have intensity. It's where we have passion. It's where we can keep moving. You know, Scorpio's Scorpio energy and Scorpio people and anybody with a good dose of Scorpio in their chart have a very strong sense of resilience and a very strong endurance factor. <laughs> they can endure anything. They're survivors, no matter what. They are survivors. Okay, so the Scorpio energy may feel a little intense right now because we do have quite a bit of energy in Scorpio. And it's sometimes Scorpio energy can flip us into survival mode. So at the moment that I'm speaking, we've got the moon, the sun and Mars all in Scorpio. And this is, you know, heating up to this resilience, endurance um, that we need to have in the face of changes Uranus wants us to make. So we, we don't get stubborn and put the brakes on and say, I'm not, I'm not changing. We find a way to balance all of this. Now, Uranus can be a magical energy. It really can. It could be really magical and bring surprises and events, but we've got to use it the right way. And we've got to, you know, sometimes just move through the energies and allow them to move through us. As I always tell you, allow the discomfort to come up and out and then work with 
like our own set. We all have innovation in us somewhere. You can't say, well, I'm not an innovative type. I'm not a creative type. We're all creative in some way. We're all innovators in some way. And this Scorpio energy can be a little, you know, insistent, but it's also very um, magical and innovative and creative when it gets mixed in with Uranus. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for aiming for a breakthrough, an epiphany, something strong and powerful that we can work with in a transformational sense. Because after all, Scorpio is a transformational sign, always looking for some sort of transformation. And Uranus is a planet of outer planet status, and they always want transformation and transcendence. Yes, I know Pluto is the planet of transformation, but that's because of the like the depth of the underworld and going into the darkness and coming out. Uranus is a little more lightning strikes. You know, it's more about the lightning strike, like the aha moment, the epiphany. That's why I'm saying aim for a breakthrough. That energy gives us the ah of I've got it, like that that alchemical moment in the laboratory where things are coming together, okay? So we are going to have this incredible new moon tomorrow. Now, this new moon is no ordinary new moon, as you've seen. It's, it's with Uranus, but it also kicks out the eclipse period. So all of the eclipse energy and the stuff we've been working on and the stuff that's been bothering us during the eclipse just is asking for us to completely let go of all of those energies and release it and move forward, right? So it's hard to let go. These are fixed signs, okay? And what I've said in Instagram the other day and what I'm saying now is that the fixed signs, that's Scorpio and Taurus and Aquarius and Leo, we're the ones getting the brunt of this, okay? You know, the Geminis are probably like, no, not so much. I don't, I don't know about this Taurus Scorpio stuff. No, <laughs> it's it's the fixed signs that are like sweating over this, okay? So when you work through this, remember that you have to do a certain amount of letting go because fixed signs don't like to let go. Okay, so that's tomorrow. And in the meantime, you know, we're going to we're going to have that new moon and it is a good time to make some sort of wish and set intention. Remember what I talked about setting intentions the other day? Setting intentions are important, and I did a whole video and the stories about intentions, and there was no astrology involved in that. It was just talking about intention and how our intentions need to be very clear. Scorpio energy, you have to take that and make sure it's squeaky clean energy, okay, when you set your intentions, okay? So do that. Set your intention. This is a big new moon. Then as we move past tomorrow, then we have all sorts of other juicy things happening this week. And Venus is involved in some of these things. And what we're going to look at is that, you know, Venus is now, she's in her own sign of Libra. She went in the other day. She's very happy there. But she's got a little bit of, you know, some interesting aspects going on. So the first thing we're going to see is Mercury and Venus are talking to one another on Wednesday the 15th in a very nice way. Mercury's in Sag. And Mercury in Sag, you know, I think it's it's a little bit where we like kind of run at the mouth a little bit because <laughs> it's big energy. We might say things and bite our tongue later. Ooh, I shouldn't have said that. 
it is opposite where Mercury's rulership is. So it is in detriment, okay? Mercury is rulership of Gemini. Sagittarius is opposite Gemini. This is all about being careful with your words, um, speaking your mind and speaking your philosophy, but being aware, again, using squeaky clean energy and setting the right intentions with your words. Sextile Venus, which is a very nice flowing aspect and Mercury and Venus are working together. So this is a really nice high point in the middle of the week because Venus um, helps introduce the qualities of creativity and aesthetic while it's in Libra. Libra loves aesthetic design beauty and any of these things are really important to Venus and Libra because she rules Libra. Okay, so we've got Venus ruling the skies right now, which I talked about the other day. And Venus and Mercury are working together very nicely. Now, an interesting thing then happens. They make a sextile to one another, and then they make what is known as an inconjunct. Now, you have heard me talk about the inconjunct. And the inconjunct is... Um, a, a needling aspect, okay? Venus and Mercury are talking to Jupiter. Both planets, Venus and Mercury, are going to make the inconjunct to Jupiter on Wednesday. First Mercury, then Venus. Venus is going to be kind of late and early Thursday morning. But they are making what is called a, a yod. And I've spoken about the yod before. This is very interesting because basically these are not offensive planets. <laughs> what do you mean, Deb? What planets are offensive? I thought we like all of them. Well, you know, they have their dark and their light, but this is Mercury, Venus, and Jupiter. So this is actually a very positive yod. A yod is also known as a finger of God. It makes a Y shape in the astrological chart. If I draw my lines, if I, if I draw lines from Venus to Mercury to Jupiter, we're getting a Y-shaped, and Jupiter is the apex of the yod. Now, what's interesting is um, Venus and Mercury are, like I said, in this very nice dynamic, and they bring in the planet of abundance and expansion. And this is going to be some interesting energy on Wednesday. I think it should be um, an opening to new knowledge, an opening to new creativity. Um, Venus and Jupiter and Mercury make very interesting, good relationships when they talk to one another, even if it's this kind of needling aspect. It's a little bit uncomfortable, but you know what? My instinct tells me that this can be, am I sure this is okay? I'm doing this and it feels okay, but am I sure this, it's a little bit uncomfortable with things being going in the right direction, like being okay. And this is, this affords us a good space for creativity. This affords us a good space for like mindset shift. Jupiter is always going to try to help us. It's going to expand. It's going to bring awareness. It's going to open our minds. So I think this is a really good mind opening aspect that we're having on Wednesday that affords us creativity and helping us feel abundant and it's enough discomfort because inconjuncts are that weird energy. They're not in opposition and they're not a trine. They're somewhere in between. So they're between the flow of the trine and the challenge of the opposition. So it's adjust. It's an adjusting aspect. So we may need to make some adjustments on Wednesday, but we also may gain great benefits 
from making um, some creative moments and some creative activities on Wednesday. So, you know, Jupiter's in Taurus, the sign of, you know, very sturdy sign of um, grounded practicality and security. And so we may make some adjustments adjustments to uh, arrange for a greater sense of uh, grounded feelings. Okay. So that's, that's actually a very interesting dynamic we're having on Wednesday. So I say, pay attention to that. See what you learned from that. Look at the, look at things from a good perspective, a positive perspective. Okay. You know, any adjustments are really for, for your benefit. And I have, a, I actually have a good feeling about it. So that's good. And then we have Friday the 17th. And there's some really interesting dynamics going on Friday the 17th. And what I'm seeing this week is not just inner planets talking to one another, inner planets getting together with other planets like from Jupiter on out. So that's, you know, Mercury and Venus with Jupiter. And then tomorrow we have, you know, Sun, Moon, Mars with Uranus. So what we were getting on Friday is Mars in Scorpio, a water sign, is making a trine, a flowing aspect to Neptune in Pisces. And that's 3.36 a.m. Eastern time. Now, this is interesting because this doesn't happen very often either. Mars and Neptune are odd pairings. And as you've heard me talk about them before, thankfully, this is a flowing aspect. So we can take action that is aligned with intuition. And that's what I think Mars and Neptune can do for us when they're in a trine. However, it's still Mars and Neptune. And I favor this aspect between Mars and Neptune doing this really interesting trine with one another that they don't do very often at all maybe once a year they do this and the <laughs> it's still mars and it's in its so it's in its co-rulership of scorpio and neptune's in its rulership of pisces so this is very strong and mars and neptune are tricky mars is the one that wants to take action mars is the one that wants to initiate. Mars is the warrior. Neptune wants none of that. However, when they get together, it's action that can be covert. Now, normally I would say this when we're having a conjunction of Mars and Neptune, an opposition or square, more harder aspects, more direct energies of Mars and Neptune together. This is a flowing aspect. So I would want to say that this is a more lovely, water flowing intuitive expression of these planets like i said action taken based on intuition so this is good we like this you know we want this to um evolve in a positive way but they're still tricky so what you want to do is you want to really suss out your intuition <laughs> you really want to make sure that if you're taking an action or a step forward in your life, that it really does speak to your gut feeling as opposed to, oh, this seal seems good. Hey, what could go wrong? Hey, this seems good. Okay, I'll try it. And then find out later that you got screwed. Um, not screwed because 
you know, somebody was out to screw you, but you took action that wasn't really necessarily aligned with what, like you got ahead of yourself. Yeah, I want to do that. Ooh, I want to do that. And was it really the right thing to do? Okay. Tune in. Tune in very strongly to your intuitive practices like meditation, like sensing alignment. Okay. This is something that you really want to be aware of that you're taking the right action instead of getting misled or misguided because of Neptune. And this is a very strong aspect. And like I said, it doesn't happen very often. And Mars is very strong in Scorpio. So we may really want to take an action because we want something, but you have to say, is it right for me? Okay. Now, what is happening a few hours later at 9.52 a.m. Eastern Time, which is like six hours later than Mars and Neptune, is the sun is trining Neptune. So it's the same thing, except it's the sun. It's the life force. It's the vitality. What is it about our vitality and life force that is tapping into the intuitive, the visionary? Do you have a vision you want to bring to life? Well, this is a good time to do that. That's why I'm giving my class, right? So this is what we want to experience with Mars and with the sun trining Neptune. Now, if the Mars is in Scorpio and the sun is in Scorpio and they're both making a trine to Neptune, what does that mean? The sun and Mars are conjunct. It means they're in the same place at the same time doing the same thing to a particular planet. The Sun and Mars are going to conjunct 12.42 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday the 18th. So they're going to, for all intents and purposes, they're conjunct on Friday and Saturday. So they're going to be making the same aspect to Neptune. This means that Neptune connects with both Sun and Mars, all this vitality energy. Neptune is not a strong planet of vitality. Neptune is a planet of intuition and um, sensitivity and creativity and vision, and it is still a little tricky because Neptune is like, did I did I see that? Did I dream that? Was that an imagination? What was that? Was that real? Was it true? Is it live or is it Memorex? <laughs> Remember those commercials? I'm showing my age. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this can be magical too. Neptune can be very magical. It's like creating something and manifesting it out of thin air. If you set your intention with squeaky clean energy on Friday, then you can get something really magical happening in your life without a lot of effort because it's a flowing aspect of a trine, right? So this is this is something we want to pay attention to. In fact, this week has a lot of setting intention energies. And so what does it mean to set intention? It means setting up and like following through. When you intend to do something, right? I intend to wash the car today. Okay, you're going to wash the car today. That means your intention is to wash the car. You're going to get the soap. You're going to get the wax, the rags, the water, the hose, everything. And you're going to go out and wash the car, right? That's not a hard manifestation to occur. <laughs> I set intention to wash the dishes. I'm going to go wash those dishes. You know, I'm going to set intention to vacuum the car, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? We do, we set intentions all the time. I got to get my grocery list done. I got to go to the grocery store. 
Those are intentions. They're tiny intentions. They're small intentions that we can manifest very easily. I'm going to rake the yard. Um, they're chores. And then there's also the intentions. Well, this week I'm going to make uh, um, cookies for the kids, you know, in the neighborhood. That's a nice intention. Um, then there's also the, okay, this month, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to set out and have a banner month. Okay, that's another intention. These are good, squeaky clean intentions. I gave an example the other day on Instagram. If you're, if you're a follower of me on Instagram, you may have, and it transfers over to Facebook. I was talking about like when my friend in college, like she, well, this was after we graduated. She was a friend from college and she was driving on the highway in New Jersey and some guy cut her off. And she was so angry. <laughs> she was so pissed off at this guy for cutting her off. Out of nowhere, she said, I hex you. I hex you. Now, that's not a good intention. That is not with squeaky clean energy. But she was pissed off. <laughs> so she decided that she was going to hex this guy. And he instantly got into a car accident right in front of her. And she was like, oh, my God. And she was called me. She said, I can't believe I did this. Oh, my God. Now. What I said the other day on Instagram was, you may say that was a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences, but setting intentions is a powerful thing. And whether the universe sought to teach her a lesson, that guy was be driving badly. Maybe he was going to get into an accident anyway. But it, it, chances are he was a bad driver all along. So the fact that he was going to get into an accident mean, meant, you know, it was, it was waiting to happen. But you don't set intentions and say, I'm going to hex you, okay? Um, people may go, I don't believe in hexes. There's negative energy and there's positive energy. And when we have, and believe me, folks, there's negative energy. And if you don't believe me, open the newspaper, okay? There's a lot of negativity that can happen in our own little lives. And if you set intention for things to be negative, you're going to get negativity back. What you put out into the world, you're going to get back tenfold. What you put into the ethers, when you set intention, you need to be clear and squeaky clean. Okay? And Scorpio season is on the fence. Scorpio can be a dark energy. Any of the signs have light and dark. We all do. But Scorpio is closest to the darkness because it's ruled by Pluto the god of the underworld, and it rules the season of the darkness when it starts to get dark earlier and when we go into the season of the ancestors honoring the dead. This is, the autumn comes in certain regions of the world and the trees shed their leaves and go into hibernation for winter. This is the darkening uh, spirit time. So when we set intentions, we're a little bit, hey, baby, I'm going to set intention because, you know, this is what I want. And maybe there's something not squeaky clean in setting intentions. So this week is a big week for setting intentions. And so I want everybody to pay attention to your thoughts. Keep them clean. What is the, the deepest, heartfelt, love-centered intention that you can set this week and we want to keep those energies love centered you want peace in the world you want peace for your neighbor you want connection to 
um, other people. Now, my friend back then was given the opportunity to see how powerful she was. She was Scorpio rising, by the way. Um, and she was given the opportunity to see her own power. See your own power in your intentions. See your own power in your intentions. When you set them, you have to know that you are a powerful being and that when you set an intention, you are putting forth an energy and setting it out into the world for good or for not. That's why it has to be done with love. Setting intentions with love. See your power, okay? And I want everyone who's listening to me to do that this week. Set intentions with love and see your own power in love, okay? And we need to know that when we set intentions, we're setting forth a powerful energy. And it's so important to be aware of that. So we've got, you know, stuff on Monday with, with the sun and the moon and Mars and Uranus. And then on Wednesday with Venus and Mercury and Jupiter. And then on Friday with the sun and Mars and, and Neptune. Okay? So the sun and Mars, which are, you know, life force energies, are involved with outer planets this week. It's asking us to, like, upgrade you know, our, our, how we take care of ourselves, our health, our vitality, and also how we put our energy forth in this world. So please, when you set intentions, set them with love. I'm Deb McBride. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. If you'd like a session with me, this is very easy to set up. You just go to goldenastrologer.com, click book online, and you can set up a session with me. 24 hours in advance of when you want the session is when you book the session. So if you're booking the session and you look at my calendar and you see tomorrow at 2 p.m. is available, book it now. Don't wait till tomorrow because my scheduler works 24 hours in advance. Okay? So if you'd like to join my expansion mentoring, I'm doing expansion mentoring three months, six months, 12 months. And this is working with me long term to realize your goals, to work with me in various modalities and techniques so that I can help you realize your goals, help you shift your life, shift your mindset, fall in love with your life. That's what we do in mentoring. And we help someone go stronger into their life. Everybody's had mentors in their lives. When we were growing up in school, we had mentors. We had people that led the way for us. That doesn't mean we have to stop having those people in our lives because we're adults. We're not always meant to do it all on our own. Mentorship has helped me great, greatly in the last two and a half years. I've learned so much. There's energetics and there's strategies. And this is all part of mentoring. So if you'd like to join me, again, contact me, email me. And also... I am here every week, uh, except last weekend when I had a bad throat, and I'm here every week, and I am here with this podcast, and I'm on Instagram regularly, a combination of astrology and other energetics um, that I present, and in the meantime, I thank you for listening. I really hope you all have a beautiful week. Much gratitude to everyone for listening. Thank you, and see you next week.